When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello everybody and welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast uh, I'm Romish Ranganathan, the owl uh, using I am this Tom in- Davis, the oh, wolf yeah, And I hope yeah. your ears like podcasts Because you're about to listen to one Yeah, congr- if you like podcasts that are about nothing Congratulations You've just found one. You've just uh, unpacked one. So yeah. put your lips around this crust, crispy, lovely... Oh, no. It's <laughs> such a shame you accidentally said crust there. <laughs> <laughs> when you eat a sandwich, um, yeah. what's, what goes through your mind? What goes through my mind? Yeah, like, do you ever, like, just eye it up a little bit and just, like... Oh. Do, you know, uh, do you know the end of Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kill Bill Two, wow. where um, he's having the chat with her. Yeah, she yeah. she finds him, and he's having a chat with her, and he's making a sandwich. Yeah, right. I fucking love that. Right? Right? You know, because 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 I think in in my experience of making sandwiches, right, has always been find whatever shit happens to be in the fridge, chuck it in a thing, and eat it. Right, boring bread. A little bit of lame kind of... I don't even put salad in there. Some corn ham or some shit like that. You just throw it in. Bit of mustard? If there's mustard about, often you don't bother. You just fucking dry that. Fucking you know hell. I mean? You actually... No, listen, I... You're the only person who made me sad about talking about listen, sandwiches. don't fucking jump on somebody that's opening up to you. I'm, I'm, I'm identifying this as a problem. But that's I'm a not, problem, but... Yeah, I yeah, okay. So I'm saying to you, do you, know, do you know what I'm what? upset about? I'm telling you I'm upset about how I've lived with sandwiches. Don't fucking pile in on it. No, but... You I fucking little you like, bully. You know, but you're like, you're basically like, you're talking about sort of, right, sandwiches are a blessing on humanity. They have to be treated as such. Yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, we're agreeing. Don't fucking, I'm, I'm literally, I've prostrated myself on the ground in front of you and you're fucking giving me a shoe-in. Right. I'm saying to you, my attitude towards sandwiches has been bad, right? And then but I... But why watched, do you think that is? Just, you just don't respect them or... It's because my attitude to sandwiches has always been uh, functional. You know, like, yeah. this is a thing that you sort of, you get when you're completely out of options. When actually, it turns out, and Kill Bill kind of cemented this for me, a sandwich is something to be celebrated. Man, you, 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 adored. You, 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 you basically, you pre-plan that shit. Yeah. You, you look at what's in your fridge. You think about what you're going to put together. You think about the order of the layers. Right, you have to. You think to. about make, right? Okay, so, so now what I'm saying to you is, now I respect the sandwich for what it should be. And I didn't before. And, and that's partly because in America, you get delis and shit like that. They do that stuff. They do it properly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you Whereas can do the, that. You've got that in you. I know. But what I'm saying is, is culturally, what has, what has been our history in this country of, of sandwiches? You go to some shop, right? And they've got like, you look at the selection. It's like ham, cheese, 
Yeah. Maybe you got a cheddar and like cheddar and pickle, right? Uh, like that's what we've been trained to disrespect the sandwich as a thing. Do you know one right? of my ambitions in life. Uh, one of your ambitions in life, or something you, that you just thought of just now. Just I be honest be, with me and tell me what it is. Success for me won't be a swimming pool or a really really fast cool car. It will be when I have my own sandwich fridge, like a sand, like basically a fridge that just has all different sorts of fillings in. And I can go in there whenever I want and just have like, any sandwich I want. Basically, I want like my own version of Subways okay. in, in my fridge. Yeah. Two things I've discovered there. Uh, one, you don't understand about items being perishable. And two, you call it Subways. <laughs> That's its own Subway. 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 Well, Subway, Subway. It's an S, mate, between friends. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to have an argument about it. I'm just telling you, it's Subway. I also say Subways. Mm. It's like you don't okay. call it McDonald, do you? No, because it's not McDonald. It's McDonald's. But wait, like, if I was to turn around and say, "Oh, I'm going to go and see the Rangan Athens," yeah, what about that? Well, I wouldn't say the Rangan Athen. Well, how many fucking Subways are you visiting? <laughs> no, but it's a company. It's what a... you do? You get your you get your bread from one, and then you. Oh, right. no, I don't worry about a salad, mate. Go, go, go through them all, then. Right. What do you mean? McDonald's, Greg's, right? All got an S on the end. Yeah, because that's what they're fucking called. Greg's is not called Greg. It doesn't say Greg on the door. <laughs> what I'm saying to you, right? What the fuck are you talking about? Is, right. Let's just play this, right? The only, the only, the, listen, if you, let, let me, can I tell you something? I can't believe I'm doing this now. If you're going to have this discussion, at least select the correct weaponry. Tesco's, okay? Yeah. Yeah, come to come Mate, up with exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So now you agree I'm with giving me. you the I'm giving you the fucking argument because you can't <laughs> fucking put it together yourself. Right, here we go. Right, I come up to you. Right, you're sitting at your desk. We're both working for a medium level, uh, like computing firm or sort of yeah, something. I sort imagine of. that's where we'd have ended up had we not done the, the what right. we ended up doing. I'm basically you hear me laughing with a couple of the other people at the back of the office. You're just finishing up your work. Um, I just walk over and go, uh, "You all right, Ramesh? Oh, hi, all right, mate." Uh, are you, do you fancy going for a bit of lunch? What, me and you together? Yeah, if you fancy it, I'm just going to go to Subways, right? You'd be like, oh, fucking hell, that sounds great. We get up, we walk through, everyone else in the office is like, oh, my fucking God. Like, Ramesh is going to lunch with Big Tom, right? We then, we then go I know, to... I know, I know that you think you're doing a joke, right? And I know you are doing a joke, but the mask slips a little bit when you do these bits. <laughs> just so you know. You sort of... You, you, you... <laughs> Kevin Spacey in Usual Suspects when he's just he's just hanging on to the character he's created. <laughs> Kaiser Sosa is just slipping out. Yeah. You present as a humble man. <laughs> and then every now and again you do these bits that are masquerading as as jokes, and then I realise what you actually think of yourself. <laughs> well, I'm the king of the office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say, do you want to go to Subways? I won't go, I do want to go Subway. What what why why do you take so long to make a simple what what you're saying to me is you say subways. That's all you've got to say. You have to do an example where we're working in a fucking mid-tier computer company. Also, sandwich wise, you know the thing I'm really gonna push myself this this summer to do is really up my sandwich game now we're talking about it. Like maybe do some little videos and shit. Like Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I would love you to do that. Just yeah. No, but can I tell you something? My problem with sandwich, like sandwich construction on the level of Kill Bill, yeah, is that it's so difficult to stay on top of those best before dates and actually have a regular because those things like like salad items. I, I have dabbled in the world of salads. Right? Yeah, yeah. The problem is you can't. It's very expensive to keep a running bank of salad stuff in your fridge, especially right? if you're going to have all different lettuces. If you like a little exactly. lime rosso, if you like a little yeah. crunch of your iceberg. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, it's really good. Especially if and, and, uh, Yeah, and, and the number of times I've come to a condiment and discovered that yeah, I've neglected it and it's... Yeah, it's out that is, I think that's the moment in sandwich making that can actually destroy a sandwich. Correct. Like, if, you, if you've built the sandwich perfectly, right, you've got yourself a little bit of crispy chicken, maybe, that you've even, you know, crisped up yourself, a little Cajun spice on that, okay? You've got yourself a little bit of turkey, maybe, a little bit of crunchy iceberg lettuce... Mm. Um, so you're going double bird on that, are you? Oh, Turkey and chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, go Then on. you've got your rye bread all buttered up nice with a bit of Kerrygold, mm. right? Yeah. You've got yourself a little bit of cheese, yeah? yeah? 
little, little bit, bit of duck, complete the trio. <laughs> a little bit of gouda, right? Yeah. And then you go, and maybe you, uh, you've got some rib man sauce that you've been dreaming of, oh, and you're going to drizzle that shit all over it, and uh, it's it's not in date. Or someone's mm. finished it off. That's happened to me yeah. before. Well, that doesn't happen to me. Because you know, I, so this is something that happened to me. You know, the, uh, our friend, the rib man, love him. Shout out the rib mm. man. Shout out the rib man. Uh, I had a barbecue uh, during lockdown, right? When Not during lockdown. You know, we, you know, we could see people again outside. Yeah. What do you think it says about our friendship? This is the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. <laughs> um, right. And I had, uh, the rib man kindly sent me some of his sauces. Two bottles of his sauces got stolen from my house. What? It was like it was only neighbours and sort of local friends. About? Two bottles of his his sauce got taken. What like the, from people that you'd invited to the barbecue yeah, at the house? It was almost someone came into my house and stole like fucking something. Like I literally at the end, of, like I, t- I turned around, I was going for like like going just do an itinerary check as everything was going back in the fridge, like Noah's Ark. And, uh, mm. Like I was can like, you, can I just uh, <laughs> prayers and thoughts to Cat? Anyway, go on. <laughs> and I was like, cat. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, do you know where these rib band sauces are? And she was like, what? I was like, you know, the ones we've got sent, the special ones. No, let, they- me, let, me, let me just stop you there. She'll have been sat somewhere just thinking, fucking hell, he was doing his usual holding court again, telling the same <laughs> fucking anecdotes I've heard a million times. <laughs> just gone to another room to have a break from it. So you go, cat, <laughs> where are these sauces? So oh, I sprint outside as quickly as I can. Fucking hell. Yeah. I sprint outside. I do a whole sweep of the garden. Can't find them. Of course do. I thought maybe they'd fallen behind a bush or a flower. Um, or maybe even sort of someone had had them on the uh, chaise lounge and dropped them. Mm. Um, nothing. So someone's basically taking them. Like they light them. So, I mean, it's incredible. Was there, was there booze at this barbecue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what's happened. It's like somebody's got drunk. They've enjoyed this hot sauce. It's, it happens. You, you, you have a few drinks. I actually think those and, people and you are manage... scandalous scumbags, though. And like, yeah, for, yeah. If you you'd rather invite burglars to your house than me, <laughs> no, this you know you, you live too far away. And I don't know I'd invite you. You go, oh, you're such a drag, having a drive all that way. Would there be vegan stuff there? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I I should drive two hours to not have food at your fucking barbecue. <laughs> well, the kids running up and go, Dad, Dad, have you had any of these hot dogs? No. Listen, let, can I just tell you something? I don't mind you doing uh, a dick impression of me. What I do resent is making my children sound like the fucking famous five. Right? <laughs> That's all kids' voices, right? Yeah. Right, so I actually cat cat to stop me. I was going to slyly get away of going round to all my neighbours' houses and, like, anyone who had been at the barbecue and then sort of somehow looking through their fridge to see if they'd taken the hot sauce. Um, and then what would you have done if you'd have found the hot sauce? Probably, you know what I'd have done is say, oh, does anyone want to order some pizza? Um, and then, uh, like, wait, you know, someone basically asks that question, at least one person at someone's house will say yes, right? Get a Domino's ordered in. That's right? not, absolutely not true. If, if somebody came to my house unannounced, <laughs> right? First of all, that's a hate crime, right? And then came in and said, shall we order pizza? Okay. <laughs> What Wait. the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Do you know about? how many times I have sat on my sofa and thought, if anyone like from that I know remotely popped around now, right, knocked on my door, said, "Hey, Tom, how are you doing?" I said, "I'll oh, pop in, go come in, like Peter." Yeah. Right, and they yeah. went, "Cool, <laughs> should we get some pizza?" I don't think there's a worldwide yeah. uh, thing. Uh, though. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. At what point in your life are you going to accept that just because you want something, it doesn't mean everybody else in the world does? <laughs> right. Right. Well, because just, cause the other this the other thing is right is what 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 you're ignoring there when you say that is the idea that you can order pizza when you don't have someone round. If I if I, if, I, if no, if, no, if, 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 if you turn if you turn up at my house, if you turn up at my house and you went, should we order pizza? I went, oh, for, thank you. Finally, somebody's given us the opportunity to order pizza. Oh wow, <laughs> I'd much rather prefer to eat pizza with an uninvited guest that's outstayed his welcome. <laughs> Then eating it on my own with people I actually love. <laughs> right. Should I go back to the plan? Yeah, go on. Right, so I'm now inside the fucking Death Star, right? Let's 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 role play this, right? So I'm at the door, I okay. I ha- okay, and how soon are- so this is straight away, right? Yeah, so this how is long probably, are- yeah, two days. I'll give it two, two days, days to see if anyone's gonna bring fine. it back. All right, um, fine, fine, fine. Hi Mitch, how are you, mate? You alright? Oh, oh yeah, hi Tom. Um uh, 
Oh, mate, know, I was going to say that that was that was great the other day. Thanks mm. a lot. For oh, you that, enjoyed man. the barbecue, did you? Yeah, loved it, man. What's your cool. favourite? I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I didn't I didn't realise you weren't actually friends with Romesh. I sort of from, from listening to the podcast, I'd assumed he'd be the sort of. Person. Oh, he couldn't make it. He's very fussy about it. I think he he was a, a sports event with someone he uh, someone who's got a bigger status than me, like uh, <laughs> Prince William or such. Uh, <laughs> um, well, what uh, can I do you for, mate? Uh, any chance of popping in? <laughs> oh. Um, no, it's just you came around to mine the other day for the barbecue, so I thought I'd just pop around and just get. In a, I'm just doing a survey. Oh yeah, sure. But the reason we the sort of the reason we came around for the barbecue is because you you got in touch and said you want to come around for. No, a I'm just doing a survey to see how what you liked about the barbecue, what you didn't like about it. Oh right, okay. Well, uh, what was what, your favourite bit about the barbecue? Uh, it's nice to see Cat again. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's, I might let down if you've been creepy. She's lovely, isn't she? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so just funny girl, funny, yeah, funny girl. Um, there's quite a few questions actually. It'd be probably better if we oh. sit down. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Sure. Come, uh, come oh. on in. Yeah. Hello, everyone else who lives in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, guys. I don't know what Mitch's setup is. Um, what if I take a seat, Mitch? Well, you are sat down already, so I, I, I guess not. Um, okay, Mitch. Um, question number two. Uh, did you enjoy my garden furniture? Yeah, sorry, why are you doing why are you doing the survey? Just if I'm gonna do another barbecue, I don't know if I can make it better or worse. Okay. Uh but actually looking at it, so I've got about thirty questions here. Um should we order some pizza? Would anyone want some pizza? I don't uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, why don't we just rattle through the questions and, uh, and, and... Oh man, yeah, I'm quite hungry actually, because I've already done six houses before this one. Um okay, I've got cool. Domino's here, I can just order it quickly. Yeah, sure, but I mean, you only live two doors down, so maybe just sort of order the Domino's to go there. No, I'm actually okay. thinking about it. It's just because it no, it's just because um, I will it's order just... it for my house. I haven't got any hot sauce at my house. No, uh, have you got any hot sauce here? No, we're not really a hot sauce. It's a Mind bit... if I check? Just to I'm see a if you're deli- lying on it. Sorry, what? <laughs> see if I'm lying. So that Tom, basically... Tom, 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 can I just stop you there? If you're going to go to that point, you might as well knock on the door and go, I think you've stolen my hot sauce. Can I check your fridge? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, once I'm inside, I've got an easier way of... Even if I'm leaving, I can slowly open the fridge as I'm walking out. Tom, Tom, opening somebody's fridge. Yeah. Okay, I'd rather you open my underwear drawer than open my fridge. <laughs> Rubbish, what okay. you've got to remember... That is... is a very private sanctum, the, the fridge. Rib, the rib man... Turned round and sent me some sauces. He picked me and you out. He's like, "Oh, look, these are friends of mine." Someone took that. The, the, I, I, it made my blood boil every night when I lay in bed, just thinking of someone just laughing to themselves, lapping up hot sauce. Oh, cat! <laughs> you, you know, like, I, I just, I just, I, I. By the way, let me be absolutely crystal clear because I am sort of being quite facetious uh, for my own amusement. I do totally agree with you. I think it's unacceptable what's happened to you. I just don't think you can open someone's fridge, man. I, I, and can I, can I tell you something? Honestly, if somebody comes to my house and opens my fridge, apropos of nothing, right, without being directly asked to check in the fridge for what milk we've got, or if you, they yeah, are... Who goes around and says, oh, can you see what milk we've got? That's a really boring... That's like someone works at your house. No, it's like if somebody's having a coffee at my house, we've got like two milks. I don't know what the... What have you, know, you got? I, what you busted? An almond and an oat? No. Oh, almond. I, I'm just a cigar. I'm going to throw it out there. Almond milk with coffee is incredible. Yeah, it is good. I, I have almond milk. The kids have regular, old school milk. For their bones and shit, yeah? Analogue. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I don't know what the fucking levels of that morally depraved milk is. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes, if, if I go, I might go, I, I don't know, have a look, see what, what we've got. It, unless I've asked you to do that and you open the fridge to have a look... You're never coming around again, whoa, whoa, whoa. ever. So when you were younger, ever. right? That's you a went... red card. That's so if you fucking... were around someone's house when you were younger, right? And it was like, yeah, when everyone, we all live with our parents and stuff, and we were like in our late teens, yeah? Right? You never like went around and looked in people's fridge then? No. Really? I would Mate, never. I, actually, that makes me sad about you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> makes me sad that that's something that you even remember doing. That's what makes I me sad. I always did it. Like, it was, that was one of my favourite bits about going around someone new's house. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever notice that you, sl- you stopped getting invited round? Uh, can I have some friends out? As long as you're not that fucking weirdo that looks in our fridge. No, just you go just to see if anyone had any like. Sort of, oh, have you got any yogurts? Boom. Fuck <laughs> off! If what if one of my kids' mates did that, I swear, man, that's really? done. Really, yeah, mate? I'm sorry. No, I, I honestly, I actually feel quite strongly about this. If, if 
if one of my kids' mates just fucking opened the fridge door, I wouldn't say anything at the time. I go, well, "Hello, mate. What are you? What are you up to? You're looking for something? Can I help yeah, you?" Yeah, just see if you've got any yogurts. Yeah, no, we don't have yogurts, so you can just ask next time. I say next time. You might as well say goodbye to Theo <laughs> on your way out forever. Would you really? Mate, a kid, a kid come into your house and open your fridge door. Fuck off. Wouldn't you just think, oh, he's quite an inquisitive little soul? No, I think that kid has not been brought up properly. You don't look in other people's fridges. <laughs> some, some part the, of me thinks- By the way, this brings me on to another thing, right? Yeah. Well, the, our kids have like got, they, they have their mates around all the time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you feel about this when, when your little one's old enough to, to have friends around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sort of play hide and seek. Yeah. The other day, oh, no. one of the kids had round was in our bedroom. <laughs> Were you there? Yeah, I just walked upstairs to get something. There's a fucking kid crouched behind the bed. <laughs> what did you say? I just went, "Oh, hello," and then went, "I oh, don't, don't tell him I'm here." And then I went, "Okay," and then I pointed out where they were and then I said to I said to my son which I, but I was actually talking to them um, mate if we can just sort of keep the games out of mum and dad's room if that's okay <laughs> awful that's unacceptable right yeah that is that's I'd say that's worse than opening a fridge for a yoghurt or like a nice cold yes yeah, I'd right. say they're on a level they're on a level you've got to think right that kid wants to win hide and seek so much right he's looking around for someone to hide and he sees like the fucking in a symptom of the Ranganathan household, right? And he fucking goes, I'm going to go in there and fucking do it. No one will ever find me. No one would be brave enough. He's gone behind it's, enemy lines. And he's, you know, yeah. he, and that's also, he doesn't even, he's not even hidden your wardrobe. He's just hid behind your bed. I know. So he knows that no one's going to think he's even in there. Yeah. I, th- I found it shocking. You should have shaken call. his hand and gone, look, fair enough, you shouldn't be in here, but mate, hide and seek wise, I fucking respect what you've done here. Yeah, I, well, I didn't do that. I just did the typical British thing of, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> You're in our bedroom. Oh, that's you, an interesting. You, you went down. That's an interesting choice. Did you shout at him afterwards, like your son? No, no. But afterwards, like Lisa said, um, oh, he's a nice boy, wasn't he? And I went, no, fucking wasn't. <laughs> How many of you have playing hide and seek? Well, Charlie and Alex normally, whenever one of them's got a mate round, it's, not, it's normally both of them. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so hold up. So there was only one kid from who wasn't a Rang and Nathan there. Yeah. Oh wow! Fucking hell! Wow. Why is that? Why well, is no, that no, shit? I thought it was like four or five kids out there and he's just, but I mean, like, if he's got your whole, I mean, you're fucking talking, what, 15, 16 rooms he's got to hide in at your house. So. <laughs> Such a prick. How have you been anyway, Tom? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm very well, brother. Do you know what? I've, I've become upset. Have you, did you watch Anyone Can Sing on Sky? Anyone Can Sing? No, I don't think so. Oh, my God, man. It's, what is it? <clears throat> it's about six people, just normal people, Ramesh, right? Just normal fucking people who can't sing. And basically they go to get taught how to sing opera. It's a real feast of, like, feel good. Who's, uh, who's on the show? Uh, is it is celebs? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, no, no. cool, 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 cool. No, I, I wouldn't have watched it if it's been celebs. What I liked is these people were, there, there, was, there was no endeavour in this for public sort of celebration, apart from the fact they just wanted to be able to sort of like do their washing up and sing or be at a wedding and be able to sing and not people just sort of stare at them and cynically sort of go, oh, God, that person. Yeah. And what you realise, mate, is actually, uh, spoiler alert, if it, yeah, and this is what I took away from it, it's not about how good you can sing, it's have you got the confidence and can you enjoy singing? Yeah, I don't think that's a good message. <laughs> what? Well, you know, if somebody starts... When you say sing at a wedding, what do you mean? As a paid entertainer or just... No, 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 no. You know when you're in the congregation and everyone's singing around, like... Oh, right, okay. That's sweet. I like... Yeah, that's nice. Like, I always feel a little bit like, oh, God, my voice is deep and it's a, you know, Mm. bit I don't... I just mime. What? I don't don't sing in those situations. I just mouth the words. That is literally, like... That's quite disrespectful, actually. Why? You should be really singing with all your heart. I can't sing. Yeah, I don't want. To, I don't want to ruin a nice sort of moment. Then get le- to get some lessons, and then like these people, or did. or just mime, and it's not affected my life in any way. No, all. but then or get lessons, and then everyone like because I tell you what, people would have noticed that and go, oh, "You know, it's Romish Ring and Nathan not singing, just fucking miming the words." Yeah, as, imagine as if everyone thing, did what you're doing. As, as things that people say about me behind my back go, I, I can live with that. To be honest, no, yeah, but Romish, he everyone... mimes in church at weddings. 
Imagine if everyone did what you did. Yeah, I, I admit, I do agree the with that. The whole congregation would just be there. You'd be like, the happiest day of your life, going, oh my God, I love you. Right? And then everyone's, you know, start singing, I don't know what they sing at weddings like. If I had a hammer, a hammer in the morning, a hammer in the evening. So you just naturally start doing the gestures there. So that's what you would do at a wedding, is it? You'd actually do the actions. Yeah, would it? Yeah. Like it's fucking Agadu. <laughs> All over this land. <laughs> And, but if everyone was like you, right? Yeah. They'd sit there, there'd be an almost silence, and then all you'd see is people go. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. No, I, I totally agree with you. It is a selfish. In that regard, that is a bad thing to do because I'm basically freeloading off the other people. Yeah, yeah, you, you're just hoping the, everyone else has got a little yeah. bit of heart and soul. No, you're right. You're right. But I can't sing. So it comes from a, you know, not, it doesn't come can. from a good this place. This is the thing. You've got to watch this show, and then next week I'll, you'll come on here and you'll go, "Oh, mate, I can actually sing." It's about no, but you can't. No, but hold on. That's what you just said. You said it isn't about being able to. Sing. Do you it's think everyone just... else in that congregation? Look around. Look at everyone else in the like in our in our imaginary congregation. Not half of them can't sing, but you know what they're doing? It's they're finding celebration in the singing. Mm. Yeah, no, I get that. And you know what? If there's a sea of voices, you have to put a pinprick. Just if it, the, the only thing you have to worry about is if everyone else stops and you're the only one who carries on. Mm. Right. Otherwise, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a very unique set of circumstances <laughs> to get me into that position. <laughs> well, right, what am I doing there? I get, we get to the end of the song, <laughs> the words of which are in front of you, and for some reason, I'm enjoying it so much. I do an encore. <laughs> what I'm saying to you, right, is next time you're at a wedding, right, I yeah. just want you to forget everything, <laughs> everything else that's happening, right, yeah. and just fucking reach, look up, look at the like ceiling of wherever mm. you're at. And just yeah. go, I'm going to hit that fucking ceiling with every one of these notes. And just enjoy it. Do you know what, Tom? Genuinely, yeah. the yeah. next time I'm at one of those things, yeah. uh, I will sing because of you. So thank you. See? I actually feel like one of the mentors on that show now. Mm. And, and, and do any of them uh, think they can't sing? And I know that, you're, I know that it's a bit gokwani what you're talking about, which is it's not about actually ability. It's about having confidence, yeah. et cetera. But are there any of them that are, like actually managed to sort of acquire some level of competence that they didn't know There's, they had? Yeah, the, all of them. That's the one thing they all acquire confidence. The actual, the most, the, the, the most touching one is there's a guy on there who'd had uh, like a brain tumor, and from there he'd like got a Tourette's and a stutter, and he basically had never been able to talk to, like since him and his husband he'd, he'd found it hard every time he tried to communicate how much he loved him. He you know. He, he was conscious of his Tourette's and conscious of his stutter. Mm. And actually, when he sang, he didn't, his Tourette's and stutter didn't play up because obviously it's a different part of your brain that you're using. Mm. So that bit was very, very touching. And he was, uh, his journey was incredible. But that's the thing. It's like, I, I found all of them, I found like they all got a bit of confidence. They all took away something. And, like, you know, it's very sad. It was like a woman on there who'd been told as a kid she couldn't sing, so she'd never wanted to sing. And she, you know, and actually what you realise is, just being able to just, and I actually encourage everyone who's listening to this. At some point today, maybe in the shower or in, when you're making a sandwich or, you know, maybe you're walking down the street and you look around, there's not too many people. Just let out a rip of, like, I don't know, a couple of bars of Adele or something. And I mm. guarantee you'll feel better. Okay. Well, that's a nice little life lesson there. Thank you. Very much bought into the, um, are we sponsored by that show? Just out of interest. You haven't told me. <laughs> no, no, I just really okay. enjoyed it. All right, really great. It. That's good. That's good. What have you been up to, my dear friend? Well, I'm currently, I'm talking to you from, I, I'm very tired today. I can tell you, yeah. you, 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 you've got that tired rum look about you, but yeah, you, you look nice though. Uh, maybe we shouldn't put the video clip up this week. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, uh, I'm on tour in Birmingham at the moment and I don't ever sleep when I'm away from my, my beloved family. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm struggling a bit with that. But I went to the, uh, I went to watch uh, Tyson Fury take on Dillian White at, uh, Mate, I have been excited to talk because me and Catherine noticed you in the crowd. Um, yeah, you text me. Yeah, 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 I was so excited to see you there. Uh, it was. Does it sound like you were excited from the text? It's almost like it was muggy that you'd seen me there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, look, mate. I, if I didn't have a small, very small child, I'd have been mm. there with you. I'd have, I'd right. have been all over it like jam on a sweet, sweet piece of toast. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I just was there. I, I, it was. A nice moment to see you just sitting there really enjoying yourself. <laughs> um, we did that thing as well. It's so funny, right? 
because in, in the time I've known you, like with me and you are on TV, it's what we do, right? Mm. Um, it's, it's so hilarious that I went, is, is that Romesh? And the, that's Romesh in the crowd, right? Catherine was like, it's Romesh, right? We paused the TV like you were someone like who's never been on TV. <laughs> and we'd seen you your face at the FA Cup final. And I was like, that is him. That's definitely him. And Catherine was like, I'm not sure. And I went, no, that is him, definitely. I know that jacket anyway. Um, and then, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Wow. You know, you love doing this thing where you suggest that I wear the same shit all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just saying. You do. It's a nice jacket, that grey jacket. Mm. Mm. Um. So, yeah, no, it's nice, man. It was a nice moment. To know yeah. you. How was it? How was the atmosphere? Well, we were... Um, Alan you Davis. you say who you are with? Alan Davis sorted me out the ticket, right? Nice. He's mates with Frank Warren. So he'd... he'd uh, That's a fun... It's a weird friendship. Well, they're both... It's, uh, Frank Warren's a massive gooner. So it's like... Uh, oh, wow, I think yeah. they've got to know from that. So anyway, Alan sorted out the ticket and <laughs> I ended up... <laughs> ended up being a four of me, Alan Davis... Harry Hill and Tim Vine. Wow, that is literally like all... That's like a comedy sort of... So many different vibes there. Mm. Harry's a legend, right, as well, by the way. Harry Hill is... Uh, I think you... He's one of my favourite people in the world. Oh, I love him, man. I'm a massive fan of Harry Hill, fucking, as a comedian, as a stand-up. But mm. I'd I like to be saying he's actually funnier, even funnier when, in person. I just think... Mate, he's, un, he's unreal. He's, he's, just, he's just built to be a comedian. He's like, it's insane. Yeah, it's um, a joy to be around. I love the guy. So I've been I've been to boxing a few times now, mainly through um, doing Robin Romesh when we did yeah. like the when we did the Anthony Joshua shows and stuff like that. Um, I just think men of a certain age going to watch the boxing and whatever substances they're ingesting it's a it's a bad combination. Man. Is, I man. mean, it is. Like, like the first thing that Harry, just like related to Harry, actually, is like Harry kept basically. There's just so many blokes just shouting what they think Tyson Fury should do. Like I heard, <laughs> just just pick him off with a jab, pick him off with a jab, Tyson, with a jab, with a jab, right? Just constantly, just screaming it, right? As if Tyson Fury had gone in there with no plan whatsoever and <laughs> just was saying, I hope, someone from the crowd I hope somebody shouts out what I should do. Yeah, I hope, I hope somebody's got some instructions for me. Oh, wicked, I'll do that, mate. Thank you. <laughs> and then what would happen was is that every time somebody shouts something, Harry Hill would just go, yeah, I agree. <laughs> he's going to get... But it's just like, it's just really fucking like... It's very It's like a Weatherspoon's at closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Ninety yeah. thousand people at Weatherspoons at closing time, man. It's just like, <laughs> did you um, just all this sort of pent up aggression? They've watched this fight. Did this all fucking g'd up? It's quite scary. Yeah, at times. I'd arguably say more scary than football. But did you, oh, um, mate, mate, a level, a, a level beyond you, uh, anything I've seen at the football. Like, because you're sitting ringside, right? Yeah. Um, which is an amazing thing, right? Like, oh, I've, mate, I've done it a couple what, of times. What an exp- like the two things I'd say. Is like hearing punches landing, yeah, because you're near enough is mad, and also being able to hear what the fighters are saying to each other and stuff like that is like, yeah, I I think that was an incredible experience that I don't take for granted. I know I'm taking the piss, I know yeah. I'm taking the piss out of what people are shouting and stuff like that. That happens at football, like yeah. people shouting tactics for. It wasn't a ama- what an amazing. But experience then you know what I've, I've like. I've I've not been to a fight of that size. I have been. I went to um, Proc versus Groves at Wembley, but that was sort of I wasn't. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But what I find is Wembley is the, it, it's worst when it's not it, like everyone had leaves. You know what I mean? And you're basically. Did you get caught on Wembley walkway? Were you fortunate enough to have a drink afterwards? Well, we, we hung around afterwards. But one of the things that I, I actually made the mistake of doing is like Alan and I. Harry and Tim went off, uh, and then we stayed behind to just watch what was going on. And then we were sort of navigating our way out of the out of ringside, and accidentally found ourselves on Tyson's exit path. And so there was like we were sort of wandering around, and then I looked, it was like really empty, and there's all these barriers either side of us, and there's fucking loads of people waiting to see Tyson Fury leave. And then I just <laughs> we just got loads of shit for like thinking we were a big deal and walking out of that exit. Oh man! Uh, it was, uh, but we st- I, I stayed behind because like even I stayed behind for like an hour after the fight finished 
And even then walking out like, it's one of those difficult ones where like, there's loads of blokes that really pissed up and they are being nice, but you always feel like um, with a couple of blokes, similar to when we went to watch England, actually, you're having a chat and they're sort of like doing sort of piss takey banter with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And you always feel like it's on the edge of, you, they could take something you say the wrong way. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I, I, on the way out, I was chatting to one bloke and he said something to me about, you're not as fat as you look on TV or something like that. Oh, and then I just went, oh, it's just like depression from people saying things like that to me. And then um, he went, well, what do you mean by that? It's a bit, it's a bit off, isn't it? Talk about, start talking about depression. And I was like, oh no, this is like, this is like, and, and then it just, you know, like when you go, you have lots of conversations like yeah. that, that you feel could go south really quickly. Yeah. Do you know what? I mean? it's, it, you know what? It's, it's, the, it's the time where you'll, you'll see so many people right, like hanging on to something like that's, that should have left, like the drugs, the drink, that sort of just yeah, level, yeah. and the, but that level of aggression as well. It's sort of, it, it can, you can see people who are in any other walk of their life, probably quite sort of sweet, meek people, but something about watching fighting and people just becoming sort of like this fucking, like an animal instinct that just is actually quite it's, it's, it's really mad. There's something about, because I was thinking about it the other night, because when, we're, when we're, we were away, I was away with the family last week, yeah. which is like lovely... Hotel in Suffolk, and on one of the nights, Chelsea were playing Arsenal. Yeah, and I sat watching the game, and like the kids were going nuts. And we was watching, I was thinking, there are very few experiences that I have where I'm sat passively watching, watching something and being so kind of involved in it. And yeah. it's sort of it's emotional and heart wrenching. And I think that's what the beauty of like being into sport is all about. But you do feel like your body has like generated all of these things that have got to go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like you sort of like you really feel like wrung out after the experience. And I think that's what happens at the boxing. And I remember like I, w I went to watch, I went to a pub to watch. Do you remember when Ray Parler scored that screamer in the FA Cup final yeah, against Chelsea? Chelsea yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember watching that game at a pub with a few mates and like Arsenal won and we were like celebrating. And these two like blokes in Chelsea tops came over and they went, Oh, you're all celebrating, are you? Like, if you were really fans, you'd be at the game, wouldn't you? Like, and, and, and I was watching, like, they're really aggy. And I realised what it was, was they were just so fucking worked yeah, up. Yeah. And their team had lost. And they just wanted to unleash what's built up inside, you know. And that's why these things, I mean, I'm doing very pseudo, it's like cod psychology here. But, like, you see it so many times. Like, these blokes have just got, do you know what I mean? They're just fucking really yeah, pent it's, up. It's, and it's got of Where are you in your, in your, your life? That man, I was. I always remember going to um, one of the first ever UFC. I don't, know if, I don't think I've talked about this on here, but one of the mm. first ever UFCs uh, at Wembley Arena, and it was me and James and uh, Matt Morgan went together. Right. And uh, I remember me and Matt just going to the bathroom at one point, and it was just a guy who'd just been like some couple of lads had filled him in. He was just bleed like broken his nose, oh. and he but he was still trying to do cocaine. It was still sort of like, it was one of the most sort of brutal, most, but also just absolutely depressing sort of sights I've ever seen in my life. But I remember like there, like sitting there just thinking, this this is fucking, like it was everywhere you looked. It was, I mean, UFC's become a bigger thing now. It's, it's as big yeah, as yeah. boxing, but then it was, and I've traveled all over the world watching boxing. I love it. I love it. It's, but it's, there's all like, there's a part of me now that just thinks, like genuinely, when I saw you sitting ringside, and like uh, that's why I text texted because at, at some point during it, someone threw a um, drink, didn't they? At, uh, yeah. Fury's corner. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh god, this is. You, you just hope that it's not going to kick off and it's not going to sort of have that atmosphere to it because it's a special thing. Because and also it's, it's worth saying that Tyson Fury is an artist. He's an artist, man. He's an incredible boxer. He is he's someone like you know. To watch and say, you know, I, I watched the Klitschko. For, I was out when he fought Klitschko, and to have watched him live, he's fucking unreal, man, unreal, another mm. level of, of fighter. But when you when people bring that sort of element to it, when I saw that that drink go flying, I'm like, you think God, it only takes something to light that powder keg, and it's just going to go the other way. Yeah, I know. It's, I, just, I just think there's something about it. It's like it's just people are really riled up, and obviously, like it was a prop. There was a proper sense of occasion to it, and yeah. Everybody's wound up, and you're watching this fight, and that's just not going to go off without incident. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I I have seen like you know when f football matches are particularly like high stakes, or there's been a last minute winner or whatever. Like for example, like when I went when I went to Old Trafford and 
Man United scored in the last minute or whatever against West Ham. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like it was tasty outside afterwards because like be an people are just yeah. worked up. Do you know what I mean? And so it does happen. But I've got to say, like there were times, like Harry Harry Hill and Tim Vine went off to, um, like they went off to get a drink, and Alan and I were, was at a ringside, and they nearly didn't make it back because like people were just like charged up trying to get to their seats, and they just got swept away with it all. It's like it was like proper. Yeah. You know, like people are all just really worked. I, I, I'm so, I feel like I'm sounding like a bit of a pearl clutcher here, but it was like it was like a, it was just like I, I just think <laughs> certain types of blokes at the boxing. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a mad vibe, man. It's a mad vibe. Anyway, should we do some? Uh, should we do some, do emails, some sweet, sweet emails, boy? Did the Swan select these when you were on your holiday, or should, did you? No, she didn't. She, the Swan, actually, now you mentioned the Swan. The Swan was very nervous because she booked the hotel, and we hadn't been there before. She's really worried, and um, it was great. So I just want to say thank you so much. Oh, it was right. very sweet how worried she was about it. Um, I wasn't vegan on the holiday. What? By accident, it happened. What happened? Oh, I, I, I can't totally believe we've got t- through fucking what. 40 minutes, and this this is the first time you bring this up. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? It's yeah. actually my fault. Bit of cheese, bit of butter? No, it's the, the vegetarian sausage wasn't vegan, it turned out. It's got egg in it. Wow. How did you feel? Uh, well, the member of staff that told me was so gutted uh, <laughs> about what had happened. <laughs> I had to sort of, like, go, it's cool, man. It's cool. And it is cool. It was an accidental thing, do you know what I mean? So, did, you, did you feel any different? Um, no, I sort of felt, I, I felt less sort of pure as a soul. <laughs> I felt corrupted and tarnished. No, no, but I like... And I felt like I was contributing a, to the world's ills. Because you haven't had, ingested any like meat or sort of cheese for so long or eggs or poultry, whatever they call yeah, it. any animal emissions, yeah. Yeah, like I didn't know whether it would sort of like get into your body and into your membranes and have some sort of... I, like, I, I, I think if I ate, I don't think, I mean, look, look, in, the answer, in answer to your question, no, there was no difference, but... I do think if I ate meat, it would be weird. Like, yeah. I think it would... Like, my system's not used to processing it, right? No. So I don't know what would... It'd be a, a dark... I reckon I'd just shit kind of just like a small dark pellet or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes get that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Um, we've got an email from The Bear. Wow. This... It, this is quite deep. I'm just giving you a warning. Okay. Uh, well, I close my eyes and listen to this one, yeah? What I'm going to do, Tom... I don't think I read the emails very well. You're brilliant at the emails. No, but too quick. Somebody actually, somebody actually emailed in to ask if I, we speed up me reading the emails. What? No, 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 don't listen to that. A lot of people love okay. how you read the emails. I, for okay. one, I think you do it. In, in, I, you know what? In all the time of ever, anyone's ever read me a letter or an email, I don't think anyone's done it as well as you. How so. many times has that come up just out of interest? Well, in my Apart life, probably a dozen times where someone's read a letter out or an email. Okay. And I'm the best of that dozen times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, maybe more, maybe 50 when I think about letters as well. Maybe 50? Yeah. With on letters. 50 occasions, somebody's read a letter to you? Letter or email? Yeah, someone's got... Right, do you oh, work God, on Jim so... or Fix It or something? What, 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 why are people reading out letters oh, to you? Oh, you had to get a sample joking. Did you watch that documentary? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I don't want to think about it. Sorry Let's not talk about it. Uh, okay, word up, animal fam. I have the opportunity to achieve a lifelong dream and I need your advice. Am I biting off too much or is the intense next year or so going to be worth it? I have a full-time job as a data analyst. It's intense and challenging. However, I enjoy it and its rewards. I permanently work from home, so I've been able to work on additional projects in my downtime between crunch work periods. It's been a lifelong dream of mine to run a pub. I've jumped through all the hoops, done the qualifications, set the money aside, delivered the business plan and have now been offered the pub of my dreams. As the pub is fully staffed, I plan on keeping my full-time day job, working above the pub for my day job and then focused on the pub in the evening. Essentially, two full-time jobs. In addition, I have three kids uh, and a beautiful future wife. They obviously need their own attention on top of work. While they'll be living above the pub with me, I have a small concern in the back of my mind. It's going to be an intense year while I get the pub up to speed and improve its direction. As a huge fan of your work, uh, Al, it sounds like your dad had the same situation, a full-time job and a pub to run. How was this on the fam? Was your dad able to juggle both jobs and provide an awesome family life? 
I need to follow my dreams and obviously can't just bin off the family. So that makes my day job the weak link if anything needs to go. But the money from that goes a long way. Am I taking on too much? Uh, advice, please. The bear. The bear, the bear, the bear. Well, I think, number one, it would be interesting to know how old the children were, I, I guess, in a way. I can tell you that. I decided not to share that information, but it is in the email. 11, oh. 7, and 3. Um, Look, I'm, I'm all for following your dreams. I think that, you know, going for, going for something that you've always dreamed of and sort of, you know, pushing your own ambitions and, uh, you know, so, you know, if you've always, if, you, if it's always been something you want to do, yeah, you know, you, it'd, it'd be hard to turn around to someone and say, don't do it. But, mate, I do think with children of that age, like, uh, I haven't run pubs. Uh, I've worked in pubs, um, and I've spent lots and lots and lots of times in pubs. And I think Romesh would agree that it takes a fuck ton of work, a lot of work, um, it, it will mean those late nights away from your, your kids. Uh, and, you know, they're all at a very precious age, you know. I mean, like if they're a little bit older, maybe, uh, with more of their own sort of, I don't know, interests or, you know, clubs or whatever they could be starting in, then by all means, yeah, it, it'd probably almost as well socially be quite a good thing to do. I, I, my worry would be that it, it could it could be something that you sort of do and it does sort of like have a knock-on effect to your your family and it's one of those things as well and it's like you know it's really difficult to sort of you know I, I always want I always want to be positive and I always want people to follow dreams but pubs are f- fucking hard man like friends of mine have done it and it's really hard to make a pub work it's even harder to make a pub work in 2022 post-covid in the world that we see it. I think so I think sort of like the way that society works now I don't know how you know, I look back and, you know, Romish will probably be able to indulge more on this, but, like, when his dad had the pub and he was a bit younger, pubs were a massive part of how we all lived our lives. You know, we, there were meeting points. There were sort of hubs of hubs of the estate, hubs, hubs of your life. You know, you'd be in them all the time. It doesn't feel that pubs are necessarily like that, necessarily like that now. You know, that I suppose you have a gastro pub and, and that essentially becomes more of a restaurant. I don't think you yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's it's something you have to look at in a really real way. My my gut would be maybe it's something you invest in, you get someone else to run and you can dip in and dip out of a bit. But the thought of trying to have to get a business like that up to speed with three young children, a wife and uh, another job, it feels that you don't want to take too much on. And also, you know, lose savings that down the road might might be something that you, you know you might be able to do something else with and, or invest somewhere else so yeah I don't, I don't know if i've just fucking droned on here but um yeah i guess my thing would be just think very carefully about it bro um yeah my my dad <laughs> my dad used to run a pub as i've talked about and uh, as tom mentioned but my dad went into <laughs> owning the pub in a very different way to what you've done there because <laughs> basically my dad enjoyed getting pissed at lunchtime and so sold the company that you owned and used that money to buy the pub that you went to at lunch. I mean, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the right motivation to get into the pub game. And he just basically, if I'm being honest with you, spent most of his time behind the bar absolutely fucking battered. So I, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't use my experience of running a, my dad running a pub How as a... How you and your brother at that time? We were quite old, like it was like you know, uh, I guess late teens, maybe early twenty. You know, you know, it wasn't like doing our proper childhood. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but like, uh, but my, um, what I would say to you is, uh, like, to, running a pub's really hard. My, my, my dad wasn't trying to push the pub on in any way. He just wanted to run a pub and have some mates, and and even he found it hard doing that, not having that modest aspiration. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it's a tough thing. Anytime you want to put a change in there, it's difficult. But that was that particular type of pub. It's very much like a, that pub is the pub you're talking about, Tom, which is like a pub that serves an estate or an area. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. they, you know, they don't want any change. They don't want you to push it on, really. I don't mean that in a negative way. I, I get that. Do you know what I mean? People want like a familiar place to go to. Um, it, it's, look, what I would the, the things I would say to you is the idea that it's going to just be a year that it's going to be that it's going to be intense for is uh, is not is not true. It, it's going to be longer than that. I, I think. You sound really passionate about it. 
when I went into comedy, like, look, I, I feel a mixed way about it. On the one hand, you put yourself into something that's your dream, okay? And on the one hand, you put all your time into it and you don't have time for other things and that's tricky. On the other hand, it makes you happier and so you're a better person around the house. and stuff. You, know, you know, like you're a better father, you're a better husband because you're happier in what you're doing with your life. Those, those are the two scenarios. You talked about putting a business plan together. You've talked about, uh, you know, working out how you're going to do that. What I would advise you to do is come up with a family plan. Which, and what I mean by that is talking to your future wife about what your plans are to make sure you've got quality time with your family and, and how you're going to do that. I remember when I was struggling to do comedy, it got to the point where I was actually, I reckon, a, a, a close to giving up because I wasn't making any money from it and we weren't able to pay the bills. Um, you know, it was just like a real struggle. And I ended up having to have a chat with Lisa about putting a time limit on, on, on how long I was going to keep doing it for. And we decided that we were going to put a six-month deadline on it. And if I didn't, if we didn't make enough, if I didn't make money from doing it within that six months, and that wasn't something that Lisa enforced on me. Lisa has been, I'm going to tell you that Lisa is as responsible for my success in comedy as I am. And I'm not saying that as like fake humility. I mean that. I, I couldn't have done what I've done without her. And so we agreed six months. And, and if I haven't done, if I'm not, st we're not still t paying the bills in six months, maybe we need to think about me going back to teaching or whatever. And luckily it didn't, you know, whatever. Luckily it didn't work out like that. So anyway, the reason I'm saying all this, it sounds a bit self-indulgent, but the reason I'm saying all this is I think you need to think about that with your, with your family and go, one, how do you manage your time so that you've got quality things? Is there a day of the week that you protect and you go on Sundays, that is my family day. I don't do Busy it. Busy about room, Sunday. I know it is. I know it is, mate. I know. I know. I totally know. Monday. I, I, I go that. Monday. I'm just known pubs. Yeah, but Monday. Yeah, okay, fine. But like, but Monday's got to do his day job, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a day that you can keep complete. I, I, I get what you're saying. But like, even if that means you pay a bit extra to have a manager in that you like, that you trust. I, I don't know. Look, I don't know the mechanics of it, man. But like. You know, whatever, protected time with your family and knowing that you've always got... A, one of the things that Lisa and I do is we've always got a holiday to look forward to. So we never have a time where we don't have something booked in. That doesn't have to be abroad. That might just be just going down the road somewhere, do you know what I mean, or whatever. So it's those things. I think, you know, you've got your business plan, have your home life plan sorted out, give yourself like a structure to that uh, and then make a decision about whether you think that's manageable or not. You know, does your future wife feel like that's something she's willing to kind of go along for the ride with. So I guess what I'm saying to you is, I'm sorry, but we don't have a definitive answer. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it, hard, but... man, because we both do something and we've both followed our dreams. I mean, like, you know, listening to you, what you're saying about Lisa, like me and Catherine had exactly the same thing. It was, yeah. she was working two jobs and yeah, I sort of, I was broke at the time and, you know, fortunately, like you, but I wasn't, I, I, gone back to do little bits of building work and little bits of you know graft just to sort of get some sort of money in so i'm all for that but it, it feels like there's a slight difference on the basis that to fulfill those dreams me and you're working full time just to get that yeah just to get comedy across like if i'd had you know when i first first started before i was with Catherine, i had the first i was working like you were teaching you're working and doing evenings that the, that was even then just on my own living on my own that was that was killer thing to have to go do stand up in the evenings three or yeah, four yeah, times yeah. a week and work a day job yeah so trying to th even thinking of like trying to do something like that now with a little one with a wife you know it's you know because me and you essentially as well we both run companies as well as doing stand up you know it's it's fucking hard man yeah so i reiterate exactly what i think Romish's advice was incredible and uh i listen very very you, know, you could almost just fast forward through mine well, she's well, you won't. You, Shut up. It's no, no. Well, she's a very good man. Well, it's too late to say that now because you've had to listen to mine to listen to yours. Um. Yeah. So I guess if anything, you're wasting more time. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Your advice is great, man. Uh, so look, good luck, Bear. It's just not as it's not easy. But like you know, I would chat with your wife about it. Uh, yeah. Your future wife, sorry, and 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 work it out together. I always think that's the way to go with it. I remember like when I started comedy, we had Theo, our eldest. And uh, Lisa just came with me to, to open mic gigs and brought Theo with him. Theo, th th with her, Theo has seen more shit comedy than anyone I know, like as a baby. 
in a car seat at the back of gigs, like just watching I love that. loads of open mic stand up. So anyway, look, you'll find your way, man. Good luck. Uh, this is from The Octopus. Hi, Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat. First of all, love the pod. One of the only pods which actually makes me laugh out loud in the car. Keep it up. I booked a trip to Snowdonia with my now ex a few months ago, which is in three weeks' time. Was that too much on that sentence, the way I did that emphasis? No, I liked it. I liked it. I really thought, yeah. She's cancelled the activities we had planned, but I booked the Airbnb and I haven't cancelled it yet. We broke up because of some personal stuff she needs to sort out, so there's no hard feelings. I don't really know if I'll take anyone else, and I'm considering going alone. I've never travelled alone, but I'm worried I might get sad about the fact I should have been there with her as I really did love her. I'm in a more positive place now, but I'm really torn. And I have to decide before a couple of weeks if I want to cancel and at least get some of my money back. What would either of you two do? Uh, I'd love an opinion or two. All the best, the octopus. Tommy D. Yo, the octopus and your many tentacles of love. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know something? Uh, I have walked in these shoes before, my brother. Um, And I will tell you now. um, Go. Um, because weirdly, I mean, this might just be akin to me, but I had a, a similar thing where I split out with a, many, many moons ago, I split out with a, a girlfriend at the time. And uh, I really found it the hard, the notion of ever having um, any time on my own, just myself. I, I constantly found sort of solace in sort of being around groups of mates or, you know, weirdly even sort of, you know, just, you know, family, but like strangers or whatever. I, I had to be around new friends. And someone pointed out the fact that, I never could ever really be on my own. I was always sort of, and that, then I worked out from really from quite a young age, I was always sort of seeking company. And actually from there, I went on like a couple of times, went away with just myself, just to sort of get my own, just just to learn to enjoy my own company. I'd never ever done that. I'd always worked in jobs where I was always around people. And actually the, one of the reasons then that I sort of, when I, when I started stand up and you spend quite a lot of time sort of, you know, traveling on your own or, you know, when you're sort of gigging, whatever, uh, filming can be quite lonely if you're away, it, but I never. I always sort of relish that a little bit. I, th- I think that actually getting that time away and actually it's a real time to to think about everything that you've been through with your, you know, the the the, the woman you split up with, the um, yeah, and celebrate the stuff that you know you've been through, but also the moving on. I think it's almost like it gives you a chance to sort of step forward in life and yeah, realize that the most treasured relationship that you're ever going to have is the one with yourself. So I'd say go, enjoy it, eat good food, uh, have some incredible walks, get out there in nature, and, um, yeah, give yourself a pat on the back because, you know, sometimes when we think we're losing, bro, we're actually winning. Oh, my God, that was beautiful. Oh. (laughs) Tommy D, amazing, amazing advice. Um, it sounds like I'm sort of overcompensating for the fact you felt a bit down about your advice on the last one, but genuinely, it was, it genuinely was good advice. Um, uh, Octopus, uh, first of all, I'm very sorry for your, for your breakup, although I say sorry, um, these things happen for a reason, so uh, you're going to go on to bigger and better things. Uh, I, I, when, 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 you, when I first started doing stand-up uh, on the club circuit, you spend a lot of time on your own because... You go to do these clubs at these weekends and you're not always friends with the other comics or whatever or they're off, they're travelling home or whatever. So sometimes I'd, I'd find myself in like cities on my own for the weekend. Um, and I, so I basically had to get to this point. I had to sort of train myself to be all right with doing shit alone, like going to the cinema or going to a restaurant. Obviously, I didn't have to eat at a restaurant, but it's good to get out of the hotel. It's much nicer than sitting eating a sandwich on your own in the fucking hotel room. So like I, I I'd like go out and and when the first few times I went to the cinema on my own and the first few times I went to restaurants on my own, I felt like super awkward. I mean, actually, like Tom said, I actually started to enjoy uh, just doing stuff on my own. I actually think there's a value to that. Or there's something nice about that. Just kind of being alone with your own thoughts or whatever. I mean, at, f- at first it's terrifying, but like. I mean, I, I, I remember I used to have to turn... I, when I drove on my own, I'd have to turn the music up very loud so that I could switch my brain off from, like, fucking giving me more existential crisis stuff. <laughs> but, like, I think, there's, I think there's something about being on your own which, without getting too wanky about it, is, like, quite mindful and good. And also, a trip to Snowdonia sounds, like, even more like that. So I actually think, rather than getting your money back, my advice to you would be to go and enjoy 
it's actually a gift in a way. Do you know what I mean? You've had a breakup and now you've got this opportunity to go and spend some time on your own, fall in love with yourself for want of a sort of less wanky thing and just kind of uh, get yourself in the best possible place to move on and, and, and move on to the next stage of your life. So, um, yeah, I would strongly advise you do it on your own, man. Just like either meet people or don't, whatever, however, but just enjoy the trip and uh, take you for what it is. I think it's a, I think it's a blessing. So good luck with it. Yeah, Thank man. you, octopus. Very nice. Yeah, just I'm just just mulling over the octopus. I kind of just want to. I want to imagine him just standing on the top of Snowdonia, just staring up at the sun. Yeah, no, just thinking. Yeah, I'm having such a shit time <laughs> because two twats told me to come to Snowdonia on my own. <laughs> no, nah, he's going to have the time of his life. And you know what? I think this young man's going to change the whole way that the world works. Uh, okay. Uh, All right, good. Well, uh, that's a good prediction. Um, all right, Tom, it's time, if you don't mind, Tom, to do your thing. Yeah. And lead us out of here. Heroes come in many guises. In a small town, not from, far from where you are now, or it could be a long way away, there sits a mighty, mighty oak tree that the whole town has been built all around. It's fearsome and strong and it's, it's branches reach out and children climb them in summer and in the winter when it's raining, people seek solace from the damp squib that we know as God's tears <laughs> underneath its branches and leaves. However, one day, a small bird lands on the oak tree and says, oh, my God, everybody, everybody flies here just to, to sit on your mighty, mighty arms, Mr. Oak Tree. And the Oak Tree says, yes, I know. I'm always having birds and people sitting and leaning on me. But you know the truth of my life is I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a little bird like you. And the bird says, oh, my God, really? How, how so? And he says, many, many generations ago, a little bird had eaten some seeds uh, from <laughs> another tree. And as he flew over this town, he pooped them out. And the seeds fell into the ground and the rain took hold. And I was born and I scaled up and that's why I became a mighty oak. And the little bird turned and said, so what you're saying is you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a little bird like me? And the oak tree says, never ever question might and strength without thinking about the flight it took to get here. And the bird sort of kind of knows what he means. And he smiles at the oak tree and the oak tree sort of nods in the wind. And the bird says, I'm going to go and poop out my own dream. And he just flies off. And the oak tree says, fly steady, little bird. What the whole thing about that is sometimes when you're walking through life, and you think that you're not having any impact on anything or anyone, the smallest little thing you do can change someone's dreams. Fly steady, little birds. Wow. There's a lot to love about that one. Um, uh, I think your, your ability to combine the profound with the fucking insane is so... It's something I, I, I just don't know anybody else that can do what you do. <laughs> to say the line, um, never look at might and strength without questioning the flight it took to get there. It's one of the most profound things I've heard in a long time. And then to immediately follow up with, oh, thank you. I think I'm going to go and poop out my own dream. As a follow up to that. <laughs> uh, the other thing is the insane decisions to make the bird American. I just wanted to do that voice, and it's been burning and away. And then also, you're, uh, one of the things that you're consistent at on these is not knowing how to end. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's always like the end of Lord of the Rings. Thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, but on oh, mate, that was fucking one of your very best, man. No, Smashed it. Much. Smashed thank it. You. Thank you. Um, guys, um, I hope you've enjoyed this little distraction that we call the Wolf and Our podcast. We're not saying it's amazing. What we are saying is maybe 
in a small way, it might just help you get on with your day. So, yeah. Oh, um, and by the way, talking of days, mm. if you've listened this far, this is actually a birthday special for me. It's my birthday today. Oh, yes, it is. As you're well, if you're listening to it on Wednesday, it's my birthday. It's not my birthday if you listen to it on Friday. No, or Thursday or any of the other days. <laughs> no. or, or indeed, if you listen to it the following Wednesday, that's also not Tom's birthday. So <laughs> it, 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 if, you, <laughs> if you're listening to it on the Wednesday that this comes out, then it's Well, Tom's if you're listening birthday. to it on Wednesday, the 27th of April, 2022, there you go. Yo, thank you for enjoying my birthday with me. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Tom. Thank you, sir. And also, what's exciting one. is hopefully I get to see you this weekend. Yeah, we're seeing each other in a couple of days, aren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Family time. Yeah, if we had the wherewithal, we'd probably record something to commemorate that. But we won't. So we'll see you next time when I, we're back I'm on Zoom. Definitely the first thing I'm doing when I get there. What? Looking in your fridge. Looking in the fridge. Fucking prick. Uh, <laughs> I'm right. hide in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye bye. Ciao. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you.